Hi, everyone, and welcome to Having It All, a podcast that explores the question, can we really have it all in life? My name is Matthew Bivens, and I believe that having it all means viewing life through a lens of abundance and love. You see, it's not about having anything, but instead about how we experience ourselves, other people, and life itself. In this podcast, my guests and I explore what having it all and creating your ideal life actually look like. We talk about the joy and contentment when you feel like you have it all, however it is that you define it. And we also talk about the profound and sometimes uncomfortable situations that you frequently must go through in order to create that ideal life. My goal with this podcast is that you walk away from each episode with new lessons that you can apply to your life, as well as real, raw stories of what having it all can look like. I want to spark the flame in your mind that asks, what does it look like to have it all in my life? So, with that, join me in having it all. Do you have an attachment to something or perhaps someone that has been weighing you down and acting as an obstacle in the path to your greatness? In this conversation, I talk with Kelsey Humphreys about what true success in life looks like. And she shares her personal story about how her success truly took off after coming to grips with and releasing an unhealthy attachment. If you are going through life right now with something that you feel is really weighing you down, or if you're struggling with some vices or addictions or attachments or anything like that, and you want to figure out how to let go of them, then this conversation will give you some tools to help you on that journey. Kelsey shares her personal story, and you know what? It's real and it's raw, and she exposes herself and and becomes vulnerable, and I think it's through conversations like these that folks are really going to be able to relate to this message and take something away from it. So with that, let's jump right into this conversation with Kelsey. Today, I have the extreme pleasure of speaking with an entrepreneur who uh, really helps people dial into and unlock their potential. Now, Kelsey Humphreys is a media entrepreneur and a motivational journalist, and she's on a mission to inspire and equip you for success. She is the creator of the Pursuit Planner and the author of the Amazon bestseller, Go Solo. You can catch her in-person video interviews with today's leaders like Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Godin, the Property Brothers, Shailene Johnson, and more on her show, The Pursuit, which you can find at thepursuit.tv. Or you can learn more about Kelsey at kelseyhumphreys.com. So without further ado, I would like to welcome to the show today, Kelsey Humphreys. Kelsey, how are you being today? Uh, I feel like I am being awesome and uh, I'm <laughs> excited uh, to be with you. So thanks so much for having me today. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, Kelsey. And um, I, I always like to ask that question, how are you being as opposed to how are you doing? Because I think so often we get caught up in the doing of, you know, of life. Got to do this, got to do that. And uh, we really reflect on who we are being and becoming in the process. So that's why I like to ask. Awesome. Well, 
I would say doing is a lot easier, isn't it? <laughs> it's a lot it is. easier to focus on just cranking stuff out and just go, 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 uh, than it is to be. I'm learning that a lot lately. So that's mm. a really cool starter question. Awesome. Well, that's, that's something that I was, uh, really inspired by, um, with your stories is that at certain points you did take a minute to reflect on who you were being and becoming. And, um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but so about your story, um, aside from personally just being inspired by what you're up to, uh, which partly includes interviewing influencers from all walks of life, which I freaking love. Um, mm-hmm. I really like how your story goes from you pursuing and and creating your dream job to going after your dream calling. Because mm-hmm. I think those two things are very different, the dream job and the dream calling. So will you briefly just share your story with me? Yeah, well, uh, that's a really cool way of putting it. I like th- I like the way you explained that. Um, I'm a very driven and I've been a, you know, a dreamer my whole life. And, um, I originally thought I was going to be a pop star and in my teens, I really thought I was going to be like sort of a Sarah, Sarah Barry Ellis type. Yeah. And, uh, because I was so awesome as a teenager, I didn't need any training or degree in music, but I decided to get a fallback degree in art and, uh, which my parents loved. And, um, (laughs) I became a graphic designer and, uh, it's funny. Sometimes when you look back on your life, you can see like, what in the world was happening? What was I thinking? Why didn't anyone stop me? Uh, because I'm such a people person and I'm such a, uh, just a mover shaker, go do things type of person. And then Mm. I choose this career where I'm sitting in front of a, a computer screen for eight hours a day, you know? And so, but that was, you know, just to make money while I worked on my music career. And, um, was working on my music career and uh, had my career in graphic design at the same time. And then uh, we moved away to this tiny little town in Arkansas to uh, the family kind of went in and purchased this marina on a lake in Beaver Lake, Arkansas, which we still own. It's Lost Bridge Marina. It's gorgeous there. And we moved there to run it, myself and my husband and um, and his brother and his brother's wife. And it was just man, it was rough. There's 400 Mm. people in this town. And, you know, we were all very young, you know, kind of outgoing, social, energetic people who then moved to this tiny town with nothing to do. And, you know, just trying to run this business that none of us had run a business like that before. You have over 200 tenants. Um, We had 200 slips of boats. So you have tenants and then uh, just a lot of property. And it was just a lot. And so eventually we were able to move back home to Oklahoma City, which is our home base. And we have a manager that now runs that, which is much nice. better. Oh, yeah. But in that, in moving away and doing all that, my music career came to a screeching halt because there was no way I could be doing shows or really be doing anything out there in the boonies except for online. And that is a key turning point because I learned a lot about um marketing and Facebook and online, you know, and digital and working in back then MySpace was still a thing and, uh, all of that online, which is what got me my agency job when we moved home. And so I worked my way up in an advertising agency and eventually became associate creative director and was working as doing a lot more marketing strategy. And I like to say on the other side of the camera, so doing directing shoots and writing scripts and all that, which all this was, you know, preparing me, um, and I, I loved my job and that's something in my book title, go solo, how to quit the job you hate and start a small business you love. 
that was to sell more books. I actually loved my job <laughs> and it was actually really hard to leave my job. But yeah. um, a huge company came to me and asked me if uh, I would take over all of their marketing and branding. They had over 200 stores across the U.S. and they wanted me to take over everything and they were willing to pay me more than my salary. And I am very driven and ambitious. And I was like, this is it. I can start my own agency and become a consultant. And so I did. And then I wrote a book about how I did that because so many creatives have a really hard time figuring out how to go full-time freelance mm, and really, you know, really go from, I'm a designer who's told what to do all day, every day, you know, and I'm given projects to all of a sudden doing everything and managing everything yourself. So that's where my book came in, Go Solo. And a key uh, turning point in my life was when I got Barbara Corcoran to endorse that book. Barbara Corcoran is on Shark Tank. Yes, yeah. Um, and also John Acuff endorsed my book. And I think those two endorsements are what set me up to start writing for Entrepreneur Magazine and some other sites online. And then when I started writing for other sites, I had had an idea to do an entrepreneurship show back before when I started writing my book because everyone was doing podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I can do that. But I thought about it and I was like, that does not excite me like a talk show does, like an actual in-person talk show. So I, so I thought, you know what? I mean, there's nothing stopping me from doing this right now. Why don't I just try it. And I told my husband, I mean, obviously it would take some investment to buy the equipment and to hire a video editor and some of those things. And I found someone here in Oklahoma city, uh, Scott Williams, he's an entrepreneur to shoot the pilot with me. And then I just had my pilot and my vision, just the idea. And that's what I sent off to, uh, Donald Miller, who's a New York times bestselling author and crystal Payne and, uh, Jeremy Cowart, who's a celebrity photographer. And they all live in Nashville and my family lives in Nashville, so I had a free place to stay. So that's why I, I pitched them first to kind of help with those expenses. And they all said yes, which was huge because at that point I had no distribution. It was just me and my cameras. And so for people listening who have a dream, you know, part of it is just getting together your idea and going for the ask, which is mm -hmm. what I did. And at that point, after I got those big names, I then had um, some maybes, some pretty big maybes on the table. And that's when I pitched Success Magazine. And I said, hey, I think if you guys came on as a distribution platform for me where I will write the article and give you the video, I do it all. All I do is hand it to them and when I'm done with it. And all they have to do is post it. Um, you know, I think I could get some of these big names. And so then they were they came on board and that, that was it. Getting the distribution with Success Magazine was huge because then I got, you know, way bigger names like Michael Hyatt was another turning point. Um, yeah. And then Shalene Johnson was another turning point. Um, and then after all that, uh, Entrepreneur opened up their Entrepreneur Network and I already wrote for them anyway. So now I have an article and video for them as well. Um, and so it's just been, it's just been a really crazy journey to give you the timeline. I, uh, start, I launched my book in, um, September of 2014. And then I shot the pilot in January of 2015. And here a year later, you know, I just sat down with Gary Vaynerchuk and Grant Cardone. I mean, some of the wow. biggest names in entrepreneurship in one year. And if you had told me that, like I'm a driven person and I, you know, I try and visualize my goals and all that stuff everyone talks about. But you guys, I would have had no idea. No, I like, I thought it was going to take me like four or five years to get to Gary B, you know? So things can go a lot faster. Um, 
when you really have the courage to ask, I think. Sorry, I really talked for a long time, but I feel like uh, it's important to know all the turns in someone's story because the line to finding your calling is not straight. So I, I am thrilled that you that you really went in detail on this because um, I like to take notes when I'm, when I'm chatting and there's a couple of things that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big things that I just heard in your story is that you went for it. Mm-hmm. You went for it at every step of the way from, you know, going for your, your, your music career um, to going for this job at the big agency to going solo to going for uh, pitching to these different uh, the, the distributors. I mean, you went for it. And so um, it's funny. I have a list of questions. I sent you some questions before, but I, I always go off track. I always go off the questions because <laughs> these conversations just they just flow. And so, you know, has this has this character trait in you to just go for it and to have courage and um, really be fearless? Have you always had that or is that something that you've had to cultivate? I think my parents would say yes. I think I have always done that. I remember um, as a kid, like just starting clubs and putting on productions and um, just, just, yeah, I I think that that's something that can be cultivated as a parent. If anyone's listening, who's a parent, I think my parents were really good about that. Um, And I've heard a lot of successful people say the same thing. A lot of successful people did not have that and they Mm -hmm. had to overcome it. But there are some successful people um, who had that. And I think it's huge. I mean, um, I think it can also hold us back sometimes. For example, you know, uh, believing that I was going to be a pop star with no training, not even voice Mm. lessons. I mean, that kind of stuff when you're young. Uh, you know, I want, I want to tell young people, yeah, you can do whatever you want to do, but there's some things that you have to think about and that is sticking with it. And if you'll notice in my journey, I don't, I didn't stick with things very long. Did I, I mean, I did have my, my design and advertising career was a decade, um, with some interruptions, but you know that, yes, I stuck with it and I, I did enjoy it. And I really, and part of that is like, you have to pay the bills. (laughs) So, but you know, there was a lot of stopping and starting. I had different blogs, you know, I did launch my business and then that business that I wrote my book about and all of that, my giant client was purchased by someone else. And so then I transitioned into what I do now, which someone else would say, well, you started your business and you stopped. So it's another example of stopping and starting. So that is the downside to that type of personality. And I'm just now learning after doing my show for a year and looking for the long haul, like I want to be doing this show for years. And what does that really mean? And when you're young and driven, you don't understand that part. And, and I think you suddenly reach your early (laughs) thirties where I am now. And you look back and think, this is an example I give a lot, but in 2009, I started a weekly YouTube show. Um, and it was, uh, it was kind of around the Marina and trying to be trying to build my music career. And it was like a reality show that I produced, you know, it was fine. It was cutesy or whatever, but the key is I quit after nine weeks and you know, who are mega YouTube stars now, all those like giant stars get, guess what year most of them started 2009. (laughs) Yeah. Now they have millions of followers. They make their money from creating things. You know, that's the thing. And those, and you know, there's lots of different facets to that. That wasn't my calling. You know, that wasn't really what I was meant to do. I wasn't, I hadn't found my area yet. And clearly those people, you know, that, that is their area, what they do straight to camera type quirky videos. 
But, but that's the thing I would tell people who are listening, who are maybe a little bit lost, or you've stopped and started a lot that once you find something that you love, you need to buckle in and really, you know, put your drive in, in a focused, you know, years long path, not year long path, not 18 months, but years plural. Mm, mm, I love that. And, um, it, it sort of reminds me of some of your quick pep talks. Uh, yeah. Which I'm a I'm a, such a huge fan of. When I when I found <laughs> those things, I just went through them, and um, it's this type of advice that you give in the quick pep talks. Um, just what you know, some of the things that you've experienced with the successful people you have um, interviewed. You're really kind of giving those lessons, um, mm-hmm. and so I I want to I want to talk about success right now um, because it is a big part of what you talk about. It's it's present in your interviews on the pursuit, um, and obviously in the quick pep talks. So with with success being such a major topic of interest for you, um, I'm curious, what does success mean to you? You know, I saw that question in, in, um, in the notes you sent over and I was thinking about it and it is hard to, for me to narrow it down because I have so many things I want to do. But I think, I think success for me, um, is to have a, content, successful feeling in every area. Mm. Um, so I am doing what I love and getting well paid for that work. Um, and then I have a really strong marriage with my husband. We've been together since we were 16, which means, you know, that we're, we've already been together, you know, what, 15 years and we're only in our early thirties. Oh, awesome. wow. <laughs> so, you know, we've had lots of ups and downs and we have a lot more to come. So success means I still have a really strong relationship with him. Success means that I am a great mom and I have a good relationship with my daughter and success me, for me means that I'm, um, my relationship with the Lord, I'm a, a Christian. So that's important that that's in place and that that's first and that that's, that I'm, you know, um, still making time to pray every day and actually like check myself and, you know, make sure that I, because anyone who is really driven and who loves to be in front of the camera or on stage, you know, we have to deal with ego every day. Oh yeah. And oh, so yeah. part of success for me would be making sure that I still have my lifelong friends and I'm not too big for my britches. And, um, but I think, uh, a lot of people tend to think about one area of life with success. And that's something I really learned from Shalene Johnson is that real true success goes in every area of your life mm-hmm. and, and, and health as well. Um, that I'm healthy, uh, that I'm sober. We can talk about that. I'm sure that'll come up. <laughs> uh, you know, all of these different areas of life that I am, I feel like I'm at a nine out of 10 or an eight out of 10 in every area. That's, I think that's what success means for me. Oh, I love that. That, that, completely resonated with me. Um, there are, there's this idea, it's, it's the six F's and the F's are faith, family, fitness, friends, finance, and fun. And mm. you, you basically hit all of those in what you define as success. And that's, you know, feeling whole, feeling complete, feeling healthy in all those different areas. And, um, I couldn't agree more. Um, I tend to think that there's, you know, two two kinds of success. There's the success with a little s and success with a big s. Mm-hmm. And the success with a little s is what you know the external, um, the the external view of success or the the picture of success is the house, it's the title, it's the money, it's the bank accounts, it's the you know luxury vacations, and that's unfortunately what I think a, a lot of what success in our society is um, is put out there as. 
Um, mm-hmm. However, I believe that the true success is kind of what you described with that capital S. And that's, you know, how you feel as a as, a, as an individual um, or do you feel whole and complete and and loved and healthy in all those different areas? And um, yeah, man, I love that you said that. Yeah. And that's something that I learned over time. I mean, I think, I think it's easy to get distracted, like you said, by the little, by the little S and, uh, and then as you start to dig deeper, you realize that you can't really have true success without the, without all the other parts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it makes me think of this idea that, um, anything is everything, right? So Mm kind of like what you said, you can't just be successful, quote unquote, in one of those areas and not successful, quote unquote, in those other areas, because, you know, you are you and you what you bring to the table in one area, that's you're bringing that in the other areas as well. So, you know, how you show up in your marriage is inevitably going to be how you show up with your business, which will be how you show up with your friends. And so when we think of success as this this holistic sense, then we want to make sure that we're checking in on all these different areas and just seeing how we show up and how we feel about all those different areas because, you know, we bring our whole selves whenever we do anything. Mm-hmm. I do think though that, um, and this is another thing from Shaleen, you have to give yourself seasons and give yourself a little grace. Like right now, mm-hmm. I'm not a great friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, just being honest, I'm not a great friend. Uh, I work hard all the time. And even though I have my child, like I work from home, but I have my kid in full-time daycare and she's little. And so there are days I feel like a terrible mom. So, you know, but I am, I'm working towards reorganizing my life over time where we have a lot more freedom and I'm not working the way I'm working now, but this is a season. Absolutely. And so, you know, I think a lot of people who are maybe, um, listening to this, who are not quite there yet to hear, well, I have to be well-rounded in every single area, you know, start with your heart, (laughs) start with maybe your heart and your health and maybe, you know, finances so that you can pay your bills, but you, you can give yourself seasons and give yourself some grace, but the goal, like the goal of success is to have, you know, a nine out of 10 in all of those areas. But you, you know, the reality is we have to start where we can and work our way there. Oh, absolutely. And I'm happy you said that because it makes me think of this idea of balance. And I think a lot of folks believe that, you know, balance is this is having that that sort of equilibrium in all states, all at the same level, all at the same time. And what you're saying is, you know, we do go through seasons. We go through times when we put a little bit more time and energy into our career. And that means a little bit less in some of the other areas. And then we sort of pivot and we shift some of our energy over into a different area. And it's, it's this, it's more of a counterbalance, you know, it's Mm -hmm. more of this, oh, I haven't, I haven't reached out to friends in a while. Let me go put some of my attention over here. Um, oh, you know, my husband, he and I haven't had a date in a little while. So let me make sure I go put some love over here. And it's just constantly being aware and, you know, being flexible and, and, um, counterbalancing. And so I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm. Wonderful. Well, let's, um, you know, you did mention something when we talked about success and it was on one of my questions. Um, I want to jump into this because you had a, a, one of your quick pep talk videos and it was called, it's time to come clean about my success. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you know which one I'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. In that video, you really talk about a decision, a decision that you made, um, a fear that you confronted and how that changed everything for you. Um, can you talk about what that decision was? 
Yes. Okay. This is huge. It's a huge, and uh, you're the first person that I've really um, sat down and talked about this with. Um, mm, wow. But I mean, on, in a, on a pot, in a public yeah, forum, yeah. obviously, I, you know, I've talked in my personal life, but, um, so, you know, I think that a lot of times with success, we, there's a song, um, that's based on an, an analogy and she says, you can't run when you're holding suitcases. Mm. And of course by suitcases, she's talking about baggage Yeah. and some baggage I had for me, you know, I told you about earlier on in our story, in my story when we went to Arkansas and we were there in this tiny town and, you know, I hated that time of life. It was really hard. And that's when I went from drinking, um, like someone would, you know, drink at parties or drinking casually to drinking as an escape, drinking as a way out, drinking as a problem, drinking became a problem for me. Um, and I, and then I, you know, remember then we went back home and I had a really great job. And so I think in our lives, there are a lot of high functioning people who are really dysfunctional on the inside. Mm. And that's what I was, um, for many years. And, um, then finally it was right before, um, Barbara Corcoran endorsed my book actually. And right before my book launch, I just realized that I was not going to be able to run if I was holding on to that suitcase. I was not going to be able to do the calling that I felt was placed on my life. You know, I believe in God. I, I believe God was not going to bless what I was doing unless I let that go finally and completely. Mm. And so that's what I had to do. And it was not easy. Um, and my quick pep talk was at the beginning of the year. And I really wanted to talk to people who, you know, maybe have success in, you know, to an extent in every other area of their life, they have a job they love, you know, they have a family they love, but they're just not, you know, they're, they can't get it over this hump. They've had their new year's resolution for years has been to give up drinking or to give up whatever, maybe yeah. it's an affair or a food addiction or an eating disorder or whatever it is. For me, it was alcohol and January after January, I would say, okay, I'm not going to drink anymore. You know, this year I'm giving it up and I would always fail and so, you know, I just want people to know that for two things, if you are that person, you absolutely, totally can get rid of that. And when you do, amazing things will happen in your life because you don't realize how much it's holding you down until you let it go. And it was like, it was like, it was a tether and I cut that tie and my life just exploded to new heights. I mean, the timeline right after that was my book launch right after that Barbara Corcoran came on right after. I mean, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. So if you are listening today and you are holding on to some deep, heavy baggage, whether or not anyone else in your life knows, I want to tell you today that you can let go of it. If I can, you know, eight years later of, of drinking, I think it was, I don't know. I mean, since I was 21, I guess. Um, and I can let go, you can let go. And once you do, it will be so worth it. And then the other thing I want to tell people is that so many people in our lives have deep hidden, you know, um, hurts that, that you don't know about and deep hidden dysfunctional things. And so, um, I just hope that we, you know, are maybe gracious and maybe, you know, give each other a little grace, give each other uh, some compassion and understanding and, and that what's that old quote, you know, everyone is hidden. Everyone is fighting a hidden battle or something that mm -hmm. I think that's really true. Um, and so at Grand Canyon university, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. So yeah, I, the, I'm a huge, I'm like the poster child for like what can happen when you finally give it up. Like when you finally like, okay, that's it. I cannot do this anymore. I realize this is holding me back from my purpose. I mean, it's amazing. Look at the last year of my life. I just thank God and I give him, you know, I, I'm so thankful that he helped me to get through it. And I hope that anyone listening who has one of those things will do it too. We'll give it up. Wow. Well, Kelsey, thank you for um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable and, and share that because um, I, I absolutely agree with you that there are people out there who um, are going to be listening to this and just nodding their head, probably with tears in their eyes, because um, they realize that there is a fear, there is something weighing them down. And what you're saying is when you let go of that, what is on the other side of that fear is, is so sweet and amazing and, and unbelievable that, um, you know, it's time to, it's time to walk through. And I personally have, have experienced, um, that as well, where just confronting a fear and moving through it, you just can't imagine what the feeling is like on the other side. So, um, that's powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And I also want to just add that, you know, I'm not, I don't want it to sound like it's easy, uh, because it's not easy. Um, but what you said, it is sweet. And I always come back to, you know, it won't be easy, but it will be so worth it Mm. because the first few months giving up an addiction or, uh, you know, or ending an affair or overcoming an eating disorder or something, you know, huge, deep issues that you have in your life, or maybe repairing a relationship where you have to go to counseling. I mean, if you really think about it there, that is hard. That is some gritty work but it is worth it. That's, that's, you know, I want to, I don't want to make it sound like it's all sunshine and lollipops, but it, you know, it is worth it is what I want people to hear. So. Yeah. That reminds me of sort of this picture, um, that, that I I was told at one point, like, let's imagine you have a dirty stovetop, right. And you pull out the, the bottle of, of cleaner and you spray it. When you spray that dirty stovetop, it gets dirtier, you know, it looks, Mm -hmm. it looks messier, it looks mucky. And then once you actually break that stuff up, you can clean it away a lot easier. So it's like, let's, let's look at the stuff, you know, let's, let's go into the closet. Let's kind of um, dig into really what's going on internally. And it's going to look messier. It's going to feel messier. It's going to be challenging, incredibly, you know, incredibly difficult. But once you're able to look at it, then it can be, it can be managed and it can be healed. And, um, yeah, that, that's what, that's what your words reminded me of. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Wonderful. Well, um, I want to, I want to shift real quick. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think this is a great, this is a great segue into talking about habits of, um, just self-love. So, um, one of my favorite books ever is the seven habits of highly effective people, um, by Stephen Covey. And in that book, he talks about, you know, this quote of you sow a thought and you reap an action. So an action reap a habit. So a habit reap a character, and so a character reap destiny. So my question for you is, what are some of the habits of health and self-love that you practice regularly? Okay, I'm gonna, this is kind of weird, <laughs> but uh, I love to swing like on a swing set, oh, okay? Man. Which is 
weird, but (laughs) I really enjoy it. And so one of the things for me, I know that exercise is important. And so I will run in my neighborhood to where the swing set is. That's a mile. Um, or I'll bike around the neighborhood and then end up there because that is a real joy for me. Like I have my music on, I'm just, it's cranked. And I have, we have a really nice park in our neighborhood and I try and go when there aren't any children so that I'm not like the weird creeper adult on the, (laughs) on the uh, swings, but that is something, you know, that's weird. And people will be like, what? But that for me is really, it's just, it's just like me time, you know, like I just go there and I've got my music cranked. Sometimes I pray, sometimes I'll try and listen to a podcast or, you know, whatever, whatever I want to do at that time. But it's just like, there's just something, there's a childlike freedom to that, Mm. that I just love. And, and I'm pretty blessed here in Oklahoma that, that we have pretty mild weather a lot of the time. And so, I mean, I go when it's cold too, and then, you know, there's, it's cold, but I still enjoy it. But a lot of times, you know, it's mild weather, it's sunny or, you know, there, there's birds chirping. I mean, it's just to be outdoors, which a lot of people talk about, but, um, you know, that, I think that there's one thing I like to always bring up is that sometimes people don't want to get weird for their dreams. And one example would be someone I interviewed, Jamie McGuire. She's a best-selling author. She writes romance novels, but she writes overnight. She she huh. sleeps while her kids are at school. She has a little bit of time with them in the mornings and evenings. But, you know, in the mornings, she'll see them for a little bit, and then she goes to bed. She sleeps during the day. Then they get home from school. She wakes up. They have family time, and then she works overnight because it's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And she can write and she has zero distractions. There's no one on social media. Mm -hmm. There's no one calling. That is super weird. (laughs) That is weird. Like I can't imagine what the people in her life, when she started doing that, they were probably like, Oh yeah, well she's working on her quote unquote novel. And so she works (laughs) overnight. Like, can't you see people making Mm. snide comments? Absolutely. But But she, you know, that was a weird thing for her that was worth it. And, you know, there are weird, it's weird for me to like pack up my cameras and stuff in a carry on and go by myself to like these cities, like my friends, you know, it's weird what I'm doing. Um, And then obviously singing on the swings is weird. But for me, I would say that's a um, self-love habit. Um, And then I also am really good about sleep. I get seven Mm. or eight hours of sleep every night. Nice. Um, And I really try and shut down in the evenings as much as I can. Um, And yeah, I think that's probably it. Exercise. And um, I'm not, you had on your list a question about what I'm working on currently or one place where I'm kind of stuck. And that for me would be health in terms of, I mean, I do exercise, but I know that I need to work on my nutrition and I'm never drinking enough water. So I'm looking into getting like a personal trainer or a a, a dietitian or someone to help me. That is someplace that I am super stuck and I have really bad old habits that just, I can't give up, you know, M&Ms. And so <laughs> that's one place where I would need help. But, um, cause I think a lot of people would, would talk, would spend this time talking about like how they eat healthy and I don't. <laughs> hey, you're just being real, you know, yeah. you're, you're sharing that, um, habits are habits and there's some that help raise your health. And, you know, you mentioned those, the, the me time, the play, mm-hmm. the sleep. Um, but there are also habits we have that, you know, bring our health down a little bit. And that could be some eating habits or, or exercise habits. And, um, just kind of like with the other stuff, once, you know, once you're aware of it and you know that it's a goal, um, now it can be, it can be addressed. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's, I think that's great that you shared that also. So we have, boy, we've, we've been talking, um, 
think we only went through a couple of questions, but man, this was a great, great conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want... sorry, I'm long winded, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I, I love I love these types of conversations. I really do. Um, the questions are there because, you know, I, I like the questions. I think they're solid. But when we go off and we kind of go down, a, you know, a, a tangent and through another trail in the woods, it's it's always beautiful. So um, I appreciate you kind of rolling with me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a couple of last questions for you, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. What's the best advice that you have ever received? You know, this is another question I stared at and I just, <laughs> I mean, when I, you just have to give me some grace because of the amount of people that I've gotten to sit down with. I mean, every interview I'm like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Oh, you yeah. know? Um, so I can't answer that. I don't know. I mean, I, there's so many good tidbits out there. Um, I don't know. If I, I said, know. if I said to you, Kelsey, I'm, I'm really interested in that success with a big ass. You mm-hmm. know, I want to feel like my life is, is full, is rich, is full of love and meaning. What, what can I do? What can I do to, to feel that? You know what? Um, take inventory. That's something that everyone, probably most of the people I've interviewed have talked about. And it's something that people don't think about doing, but to actually sit and write out the areas of your life and how you're doing in those areas and which ones need improvement. Um, I think that is huge. And, you know, Gary Vee talks about self-awareness. Well, that's one way to get there is to take inventory. And Shalene Johnson talks about, you know, I mentioned her in, in full life success. That's what she says to do first, sit down and actually take an inventory list out. You know, you mentioned the F's. So list out each one and then actually sit and write out the inventory of how you're doing in those areas. Um, and, and one place where people struggle, I know, is, you know, how to figure out what I'm really meant to do. I know that's a big one people mm-hmm. are probably wondering. And my best advice for that would be to write out, again, this is an inventory exercise, but all the things that you've loved, and this has been in, you know, said b- various ways in different books that I've read and people I've interviewed, but um I call it to, to find a common thread in all the things that you've loved. Like what I'm doing now, there was a little bit of that in music. There was a little bit of that in advertising. There was a little bit of that in, you know, in entrepreneurship for sure. Cause I'm still, you know, an entrepreneur, um, and in writing and being an author and public speaking, all the different things I do now, I can see these common threads that mm. sort of led to what I'm doing now, but you have to actually write it out and see, okay, you know what? I realized that I, all of the things that I loved about those different jobs or those different careers or that specific project, it was actually organizing everyone. I liked doing the organizational part. Then you realize, hey, maybe I need to try and move into a managerial position, or maybe I need to start consulting, uh, you know, on business organization. But the first step is to try and find that common thread. And that will really then just take action. That's something Marie Forleo talks about. Um, once you've got, got kind of an idea, just start going. And that's something I guess I've been pretty good about in my life is that I just do just take action. And if you get stuck or if you realize, uh Oh, this is not it for me, just keep moving. You know, you just keep, you just turn left. You don't stop. (laughs) Um, and so, and then you'll find it, you will find your sweet spot for sure. And I know that's a big 
question for a lot of people, but you can find it. Oof. No, that was powerful advice. <laughs> I love it. I Thanks. love it. Awesome. So um, as we come to a close here, uh, is there anything that you would like to talk about, inform our listeners about? Yes. I would like to tell people that um, the pursuit and I have, I have two podcasts that are actually up on iTunes now. And the pursuit is a video talk show. And so what we've done is we've taken the audio and we've put that, um, out as a podcast. And then I also have a second podcast that's based on my quick pep talks. So just search my name, Kelsey Humphreys, and you'll see, um, both of those. And that way, if you are a podcast listener, obviously this is a podcast. So you will probably, um, like that format a little bit better than, um, my videos, but you know, if you ever want more then you can go watch the video version, but now that everything's actually up on iTunes, which has been a long process for me, I want everyone to go check them out. Awesome. Awesome. So they can check out um, both of these upcoming shows by just simply searching Kelsey Humphreys, um, in the search bar. And if they wanted to go and learn more about you and about what you do, watch some of your videos, uh, where can they go for that? Um, you know, the best thing to do, uh, is KelseyHumphreys.com. I put out, uh, daily videos. I put out weekly, uh, articles, weekly videos, weekly newsletter, and the newsletter has it all in one place. So, um, you can find me on Periscope. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, but the best place would probably be to go to KelseyHumphreys.com and opt in. And then you can see when you get the first weekly email, you know, you can kind of gauge if you like my content or not. And if you want to, um, get it once a week. And then for social media, I am most active on Facebook. So that's facebook.com slash Kelsey Humphreys. Um, and we have a great community of there of people who comment on videos and I post a lot and we just have a lot of fun. It's a little more, uh, relaxed and humorous side of things versus, you know, just super business, um, achievement success. The Facebook is a little bit more fun. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, I will have, um, links to all of this stuff in the show notes for everyone listening. So you'll be able to check out um, all of Kelsey's amazing, amazing stuff. Um, Kelsey, this was this was a really fun conversation. And um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for just carving out some time to come over here and chat with me. Yeah, Matthew, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Wonderful. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, that's right. We are one of the shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you have to do is visit www.firesidenetwork.com forward slash having it all from there you can access all of the episodes see the show notes learn about my guests and more second we also have a standalone website for having it all where you can learn about me discover how we further our mission at having it all and pick up some free content around creating your ideal life and just experiencing life more powerfully you can find that at www havingitall.co. Again, that's www.havingitall.co. Thanks again for listening to the show. Here's to you having it all.
Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.